0: Can you guys hear me? Thumbs up? Yes? Okay. Awesome. Yeah, no? Okay. That's good. <laughs> All right. So again, I'm um, Greg Wilson, if you don't know me. Um, so blessed to be here. Shabbat Shalom. It's a blessing to, um, to congregate, even in, when there's turmoil in the world, to congregate together and receive his, his, his shalom, his, his wholeness, completeness, like Zach, Zach was talking about. So um, just hope he gives that to each one of you. Um, and thank you, Philip, for having me, having me um, share. Um, so yeah, I've prepared a study based on the, um, the Torah portion, which is from the triennial. So it's um, taken from the portion of Nasso, but it's just um, part of that. And then we have the Haftarah, the prophetic portion from Jeremiah um, 31, talking about the new covenant. Um, writing His laws on our hearts, on our minds. And then 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20 is kind of a practical uh, command of how we, how we walk out those, those, those commands that are on our heart. Um, so the title of my message is Dedicated to Holiness, Recipients of Blessing. Um, and again, as Zach um, Shared awesome stuff from the, it includes the Aaronic blessing. So I'm not going to rehash everything he said, but I have a couple other tidbits to share regarding the Aaronic blessing. Um, so let me just give a summary of everything we're gonna, I'm going to look at today. Um, so today we're looking at a part of the Torah portion, also meaning lift up or take a census, um, but we are not looking at the part of, yeah, I already said that, okay. Um, so, after the Aaronic Blessing, again, as I mentioned, the 12 leaders of the 12 tribes present an offering to dedicate the altar when they're, when they're establishing the tabernacle worship. Um, so, we're going to talk, talk about that. Um, and then, yes, after that, Moses is able to hear God's voice from between the golden cherubim on the Ark of the Covenant in the most holy place of the tabernacle, where God's presence dwelt, uh, the Holy of Holies. Um, okay, and then in the Haftarah portion, um, we will hear in Jeremiah of God calling His people Israel back to Him,
1: how He will bring them back to their land,
0: which He is you know, apparently doing in, in these days, and also how He will bring them back to His ways and ultimately to Him by writing His laws on their their hearts and their minds. Okay, um, and then yeah, the New Covenant we um, talked about that in First Corinthians. We'll see how this will happen with us, ourselves, God's people becoming the temple of the Holy Spirit. As the Spirit indeed embeds God's laws on our consciences and in our minds, we are urged to be subject to these standards and avoid specifically sexual immorality, uh, just as an example. So, um, so I'm gonna try to kind of connect all these things together, um, bring them all together. So taking the Torah, the Haftarah, the New Covenant portions together, I see a theme that we can kind of take out of everything. Um, So the first aspect is the call that applies every new morning of our lives to dedicate ourselves to God afresh, offering our bodies as living sacrifices on the altar of of the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn the dross away, create something pure and lovely for God in, in our hearts and ourselves. Just as the 12 tribes offered up their physical offerings to the Lord, when the physical altar of the tabernacle was being dedicated. Um, so first, again, the title of the message, um, dedicated to holiness. We have to dedicate ourselves to him. And in new covenant times, you know, we are the living sacrifice that we, that we offer, offer to God. Um, okay. And then in the prophetic portion, we see um, we see how this can happen all the more with Adonai's spirit dwelling in us to make us to make us seek Him out and dedicate ourselves to Him, instead of only Him seeking seeking us, because um, He puts His spirit in us. So, um, okay. Um, so, lastly, once we are dedicated to Him, that's when um, I believe we can receive the Lord's blessing of of shalom even more that's found in the the Aaronic Blessing, um, after we dedicate dedicate ourselves to Him. And and then as we dedicate ourselves to Him, you know, grace, um, I do believe the New Testament defines it as an unmerited gift. Zach is right. It's there to empower us, to strengthen us, to walk out righteousness. But, um, you know, as we dedicate ourselves to Him, that grace can can empower us even more. So, um, so let's jump into the Torah, the Torah portion. Uh, again, Numbers, if you want to follow along in your Bible, Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 789. Um, the first part is the Aaronic blessing. The second part is the 12 tribes offering their um, offerings to dedicate the altar. And that's kind of repetitive. I'm not going to read all of that. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let me just... I'm going to read the Aaronic Blessing just one more time, and then I'm going to just point out a few things, uh, add to what Zach shared. That was awesome, what, what he shared. So um, yeah, so Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance, his, his face upon you and give you peace, shalom. So they will put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Um, So, this famous blessing is used universally today in the Messianic movement to continue to put the same blessing on God's people that Aaron and his sons put on the sons of Israel in the time when they were coming into the Promised Land. Um, So let's just dissect the blessing a little bit. Um, Okay. So, first off, Aaron and his sons were the ones instructed to give the blessing. Uh, what would the equivalent of this be today? And today, you know a lot of any, anyone kind of gives this this blessing. but um, so Aaron and his sons were the, were the ones of the tribe of Levi that were chosen to basically do intercessory service for the for the people of Israel because the tribe of Levi proved themselves faithful to repent of the golden calf incident. Um, and yet in some New covenant scriptures, we see there, there are there existing the roles of overseers in the people of God, as well as shepherds and prophets. So basically those more mature overseeing and helping those newer in the faith. Um, so in Acts twenty twenty eight, Paul admonishes the elders of the Ephesian church to keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Um, so when you consider that, to me it seems appropriate for, for these types of leaders um, you know, we don't have Aaron and his, his sons today, but all Scripture is profitable, so it, it appears uh, appropriate for these types of leaders to pronounce um, the Aaronic blessing over their flocks they oversee, as we do here at Remnant. So, um, so now to the content. So yeah, that first, I'm just going to cover the main verbs that um, Zach kind of mentioned. So, Yivarechecha um, is, you know, the Lord bless you. And this comes from the base verb barach, okay, which uh, literally, some Hebrew words, they also have literal physical meanings. So barach can mean to kneel, to, to, to kneel on your knees. Um, so when we bless God, we might kneel in worship. It's a form to worship. Um, but we're not talking about us blessing him. Here, he is blessing us. So does anyone know a time when Adonai knelt to, to serve his creation? You don't know? Well, when Yeshua washed the feet of his disciples, he knelt. He barached them. He, he knelt on the ground and to serve them. That's, that's our God. He becomes the servant to, to us. He kneels. Uh, he kneels to bless us. Um, so he's a great, our God is a great king, but he the greatest of all is the servant of all as he taught us. So, um, so that's really special. Now, later, re- remember that he's kneeling to, to bless us, right? And then we're going to see what, what he'll do later. So, um, but next is Ve'Yishmarecha, may he keep you. Okay, so that comes from the verb Shamar, to guard or keep. He uh, he guards us. He keeps us from evil overtaking or ruining our lives, and keeps us on his path as we permit him to. Uh, he deposits His Spirit in us to help us, um, blessing us, and then He wants to keep us in this blessing, um, keep us in the blessings of His Spirit, so we don't fall into sin um, or unrighteous anger or lust or depression or, or anything like that. So may He indeed do this uh, for for each one of us. Um, and what a great promise that He will He will perfect. Uh, that which he has started in us. I believe it's from Philippians. says He will perfect the good work he's begun in us. So, so he is going to keep us. Um, okay. Next is, may he make his face shine upon you. Uh, Zach talked about, yeah, that's where the, the noun light comes from. So the uh, verb, ya'er, to shine. Um, yeah, that's what I found as well. It comes from, um, I, I saw the root word uh, or, uh, which, in addition to simply meaning light, can mean uh, to shine. So when he when he shines on us, it's like he's bathing us in his love, his mercy, filling us with joy. Um, so if you've ever sinned, do you do you then feel as if the sun went behind the clouds, that you don't have the same joy? So may we confess our sin, so he can uh, smile on us again and shine. Shine His love on us, so we, and we can receive that that spiritual light. Um, okay, I want to. Yeah, I have other stuff to share, so I'll, I'll get get through this blessing pretty quick. Since Zach already shared um, a lot, so uh, next is may He be gracious to us. Vichunecha, coming from the root hanan. Um this can mean to show favor or compassion to. Um, the Lord's favor is a treasure you don't want to lose. May we, remain, may we remain in a posture of humility and contriteness in order to stir the rachamim of our God, His mercies, as He embraces us with His spirit of love, and we are thus blessed in His presence. Um, now remember, the Lord kneels to, to, to serve us. Um, so this, this next part is, yisa Adonai may He lift, lift up His face to you. Um, so... Yeah, yisah, I looked it up. Um, it, it, it does mean to lift up, coming from the root verb nasa, nasa. And um, so, remember, he, imagine him kneeling to wash his disciples' feet, and then he lifts up his face to, to look at his disciples, to love them, to speak with them. So that's the picture that I'm, that I'm seeing there. Just, just one example of how it could play out. So, um, after, he, after he blesses you and serves you, may he lift up his face um, to you. So, um, imagine him lifting up his face from washing your feet to smile upon you and grant you shalom. Peace, wholeness, harmony, simply because you know he loves you and is with you to help you. Um, okay. Okay. So, these are the things the, leader, the leaders of God's people invoke God to do for his people, which he will surely do, provided we um, do not turn away from him. So, um, okay, now we come to the offerings of the leaders. So, this is very repetitive. Each, each leader of each of the 12 tribes offers a special offering. Um, to dedicate the altar when when the altar that they would make um, the sacrifices on so um, i've got the scripture here but yeah i'm not going to read each each offering but i'll just give you an example so um on the ninth day each each day another leader of the of a tribe would offer his his offering so this is just an example on the ninth day Abidan, the son of Gideoni, the leader of the children of Benjamin, presented an offering. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering. Uh, he, off, he also offered a, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, a young bull, one ram, one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering one um, kid of the goats as a sin offering, and as the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Avidan, the son of Gideoni, of the tribe of Benjamin. So, just an example, um, you know, it appears these, um, I don't think God told them exactly what to offer. I think they did it from their heart, and that's what he wants from us, to, to be a joyful giver. So, um, they were generous as they um, offered these things that I believe represented um, their entire tribe. So, um, And each leader from each tribe did that. Um, okay. So, um, after all of Israel brings their offerings to dedicate the altar to God, then Moses, the leader of Israel, uh, he has fellowship with God and hears his voice. Um, So I think I touched on this. So we must dedicate ourselves to God first, and then we can enjoy fellowship with Him in His presence, hearing His voice in one way or another. After they bring their offerings, um, then then God comes and He he speaks to Moses. Um, I think it's important, too, uh, note that all the leaders had to dedicate themselves. So uh, today, in the worldwide body of Messiah, we need... We need all the leaders of of the the flocks, the congregations around the world to dedicate themselves and their flocks to the Lord for all the work of God to be done in the earth. Um, Yeah, as you guys know. So so in Ephesians 2, uh, we see that Gentiles become co-citizens with the Jews in the spiritual commonwealth of Israel. Uh, When they come to receive Yeshua and follow um, Hashem, Adonai, uh, the Lord. So thus today we have a macro picture of what happened in the desert with the original Israelites. Um, So uh, leaders of believers from all tribes and tongues of the earth grafted into this spiritual commonwealth or citizenship must now present themselves and their flocks as living sacrifices to the Lord to be fitted together into a spiritual temple that the spirit, the ruach, can flow through uh, and operate in. Um, so I won't go into this too much, but you know the New Jerusalem has twelve gates, and each gate has a name of the name of one of the tribes. So so it appears to me as as um, we become citizens in this commonwealth of Israel that I I, I do believe. Um, you know, we will be grafted into one of those tribes. Um, Yeshua even told his disciples that they were going to reign over the 12 tribes. We know that hasn't happened yet, so I believe that's in the resurrection. There will be a glorified um, Israel, is my interpretation, that um, with the glorified 12 tribes, with many people grafted in, with those 12 um, apostles, uh, ruling over those tribes, so that's you can search that out more. Uh, that's a fascinating study. So um, uh, I mentioned um, we are the temple now, the spiritual temple. So First Peter two five says, "You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Yeshua the Messiah." Um, so now this starts to relate to the Haftarah portion with the new covenant, with his laws, his commands on our heart, that people don't have to teach you, say, do this, don't do this. We, we know it, okay? It's in our heart. Um, so um, Jesus talked about, I believe, this coming time when the, when the Spirit would, would um, be you know, dispersed in all the world in our hearts, and we as the temple. So in John four, twenty one through twenty four, Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. And then he said, You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. So yet a time is coming and now has come when the true worshipers will, will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. So before you had the tabernacle, the temple, physical offerings, sacrifices, um, but now Yeshua is talking of a time when all believers will, will worship directly to Him in the Spirit. Um, and I believe that's uh, related to the, the, new, the new covenant um, with His Spirit in our hearts, our hearts as the temple. Um, okay, so the Holy was torn. So yes, um, there is some debate on this, but I tend to think the veil of the, to the Holy of Holies, that, that was the one that was torn. And through Yeshua, we now do have access to the presence of the almighty as his holy spirit fills our hearts in all the world um so yeshua's body his people in all the world must bring themselves lay themselves on the altar in dedication just as the leaders of the original 12 tribes brought their offerings so many years ago Um, and then the spirit can flow and the lord's presence can manifest as his spirit burns in our hearts um, burning up the sacrifice of ourselves, purifying the dross, getting rid of the sin, uh, cleansing us, putting the passion of His Spirit in us to serve Him and love and change the world for His glory. So, amen, may it be so. Uh, Let's move to our Haftarah prophetic portion now to learn more about this new way of the Spirit that has come where God brings us to Himself and puts His ways in our hearts and minds. Um, And this Haftarah portion, besides bringing Israel back to his ways, it also talks about bringing them back to their land. So um, that's, you know, apparently happening today with, has happened in part with many of the Jewish people returning to Israel. Um, So I'm just going to... uh, I won't read all of the Haftarah, but... Let's see. Da, 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 da. Um. Okay. Well, uh, it's not too long. I think I'm going to read it. So this is Jeremiah 31, 21 through 34. Um, returning to God and to the land in the power of the Spirit. So set up signposts, make landmarks, set your heart toward the highway, the way in which you went. Turn back, O virgin of Israel. Turn back to these your cities. So looks like he's calling them back. How long will you gad about, O you backsliding daughter? For Yahweh the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. Uh, This is kind of mysterious. I'm going to touch on it later. It says a woman shall encompass, or the the Hebrew verb can mean turn to, a woman shall turn to to a a man. Um, We will touch on that later. So, thus says Adonai Tsevaot, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. They shall again use this speech in the land of Judah and in its cities when I bring back their captivity. Adonai bless you, O home of justice, the mountain and mountain of holiness. And there shall dwell in Judah itself and in all its cities together, farmers and those going out with flocks. For I have satiated the weary soul and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. Um, so it looks like Jeremiah is recounting this. And it, in verse 26, it says, After this I awoke and looked around, and my sleep was sweet to me. So I guess he, this was revealed in a, a vision or dream, and then he felt good when he, when he awoke. But then it says, Behold, the days are coming, says Adonai, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and the seed of beast, It shall come to pass that as I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to throw down, to destroy, and to afflict, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, says Adonai. In those days they shall say no more, the fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. But um, everyone shall die for his own iniquity, every man who eats the sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. And now we get to the new covenant. So it says in verse 31, Behold, the days are coming, says Adonai, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the ha- with the house of Judah. Again, those are the two, the two kingdoms in Israel, the northern and the southern. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says Adonai. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Adonai. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their Elohim, their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more which with Yeshua's death, that's, that's what he does. He removes our sin. He remembers it no more. So, hallelujah. Um, so, in this um, Haftarah portion, that's the end of the, the portion, we see the prophecy of the shift to this new way that we discussed in the Torah portion commentary. God's ways written on the hearts and minds of Israel instead of just external commands to fulfill. Um, and how do you think someone's heart would be changed to have God's ways embedded into it? Um, I propose via the, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, indwelling in those hearts and minds, the new way of the Spirit. Um, so God is calling Israel back to Him to return from backsliding, um, but He is also doing a new thing, which is that He will put His Spirit in Israel as a part of His new covenant with Israel and Judah, and the new thing is that with this spirit in her, this is where it said, a woman shall encompass a man or or, or turn to a man. Um, it, it could mean she will seek out, she will turn to her Lord and God instead of only the male figure God seeking her, as is traditional in courting and marriage. Um, and That is a Jewish, Jewish interpretation suggests that. So, so I want to quote K.J. Wendt uh, at studylight.org. He wrote, The Jewish interpretation... So again, let me, let me read the verse. Uh, it says, For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth, a woman that could refer to Israel, shall encompass or turn to a man, or seek out, seek out a man. Okay, so um, the Jewish interpretation was that, I quote, The woman is Israel restored to her husband after her unfaithfulness. The Hebrew verb translated as encompass, a woman will encompass a man, is savav, Strong's 5437, and can mean to turn around or go about. So the idea of returning may be as acceptable a translation as encompassing. So if this were the case, then the passage might well refer to Israel being the woman returning to seek God, which would be a new thing, as hitherto it had been God always pursuing Israel. So, so it, it kind of makes sense. If he puts his spirit in us, now we seek him instead of him only seeking us. So, yes. Um, okay. Besides putting his spirit in them to make them seek him and return to him and his ways, it says God will bring back their captivity, bring them to their land, as we see he is apparently doing in these days. Uh, and now we're starting to see fruit of the natural descendants of Abraham coming into full salvation, receiving the Holy Spirit, and Yeshua, um, who also writes his commands on our hearts so that we may walk out his righteousness. Um, so in summary, uh, in this Haftar portion, God is calling Israel to return to him states and states how he will cause them to return spiritually as well as physically to their land Um, with his full plan of the new covenant. Um, Okay, so lastly, um, let's flesh out how this new new covenant more as we go to a call to holiness in the new covenant scriptures, a call to be subject to the Holy Spirit in us who wants to live out his holiness and beauty through us. So we're going to go to the new covenant portion. Um, which is 1 Corinthians six eighteen through 20. And I summed this passage up as dedicated to holiness with the help of the Spirit. So I'm just going to read this, uh, just three verses. Um, so, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body as we touched on earlier, is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so, in the Scripture above, from the, the, the very new covenant Scriptures that Jeremiah just mentioned would would come about, we see further instruction on dedicating ourselves to holiness. In this case, sexual holiness. Um, The new covenant takes the commandments to a heart level Uh, instead of just physical adultery. um, Yeshua taught even looking with lust at another woman is adultery in the heart and darkens a man's heart in just the same way. So, um, and you know, I believe it was Always God's intention that it, the, the commands were at a heart level. He told them to circumcise their hearts. Um, but then, you know, when the Spirit comes, it's like He's given us an extra
1: boost so we
0: can, so we can do it with our hearts, um, with the Spirit of Messiah in us. Um, so, um, we see our body is now the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit in this new covenant. As Jeremiah said, His ways would be written on our hearts. Um, I believe, via the Spirit of God that now dwells in our hearts, and we must maintain this temple holy so the Holy One can continue to dwell in us and commune with us, just as He did in the physical tabernacle that we saw earlier, where He spoke to Moses in the Holy of Holies from between the cherubim on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant." Um, Thus, let us dedicate our temples, which are our bodies, our, our, our ourselves, our spirit, our soul, in which is housed well, our bodies, in which is housed our soul with our mind, will, emotions, and our spirit, which is united to God's spirit. Um, let us dedicate ourselves fully to Hashem in order to be able to properly receive His blessing of peace that the Aaronic blessing speaks of." Um, Instead of all the animals that were offered when the altar of the tabernacle was dedicated, we can offer ourselves as living sacrifices now that we are bearers of His Spirit. Okay? Um, and we can also allow His grace that the blessing speaks of. when It says, uh, uh, His unmerited favor to lead us to repentance, to cleanse our temple. As it says, His kindness leads to repentance. That's Romans 2.4. Um so when we see him reaching out to us in love, uh, we are sorry for how we've hurt him with our sin, and we turn away from it so his blessing can fully manifest in our lives. Um, so I'm getting to the end of my study. I think we're almost at 12. Um, but So as we await the formal celebration of the dedication of the temple this winter, your next, next feast, Hanukkah coming up, um, we can always be dedicating our temples ourselves to Him so He can dwell fully in pure vessels and live through us fully. Um, as we dedicate ourselves to Him, uh, His grace will accomplish its goal to sanctify us, and we will experience His blessing uh, to the fullest measure, as the Aaronic blessing speaks of, that we want to receive uh, always from Him. Um yeah so that is that is my study uh, main um, may we be dedicated to holiness with the power of the spirit in our hearts with his commands written on our hearts guiding us and um, may we receive his blessing, his grace that empowers us to um, to walk that out so um Thank you so much for press um, lending me your attention. Sorry, I almost went in Spanish mode there. <laughs> Thank you for lending your attention, your ears. I hope it. I hope it blessed you. Um, and um, I can just close in close in prayer, I guess. Or? Okay. All right. Adonai, we come to you, Adonai, so oh, Lord of hosts, Lord of heaven's armies, uh, we worship you. We we know we do not merit your. Your grace, Your kindness, Lord. Thank You for being a good, a good Father, a patient Father with us, Abba. And please, um, just fill us with Your grace and Your peace, um, so we can we can live out Your will for us in our lives and uh, spread Your kingdom farther in this world. In Your name, in Your name, Yeshua. For Your will, we ask. Amen.